Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. Uh, we are delighted that you've decided to join us today as we do our continuing study in the book of Ephesians. Now, we're getting close to wrapping up Ephesians, another Oh, another episode or two on Ephesians ought to do it, right, Pastor? Uh, I wouldn't bet on it, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're teaching it. So I, this could go another four or five. We, we don't know. But uh, I'm, I'm prognosticating about two, three episodes on Ephesians. And then uh, we are really excited to announce a couple of things today. Uh, first of all, our next study series is going to be quite the series. Uh, you're going to love this. Uh, I, it's one of it, it's my favorite subject uh, for Bible study. We're going to be doing a types of Christ series, and I, uh, man, uh, you're going to get so much great information out of this. Be sure, don't miss an episode. Uh, I love it so much because uh, it is about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The, the, the entire volume of the book is about him. And I lovingly would call this, if I had to give this series another name, I would call it the authentication series because uh, through this series, we're going to find that all of the types of Christ in the Old Testament are just foreshadowing or pictures of the New Testament Jesus Christ. Um, and we're going to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt through this series that there's no way humanly possible for the authors of the different books of the Bible uh, those were human beings now uh, that wrote it. Uh, but there's no way we're going to prove conclusively that there's no way they could have conspired across um, a period of about 1,200 years total uh, to, to make everything perfectly represent in the Old Testament the Christ of the New Testament. There's no way they could have colluded to do that. That is a divine and inspirational thing. Um, and we're going to prove conclusively through that study that the entire Bible is an authenticated and integrated message from God himself, directly inspired by him. So don't miss it. You'll be sorry if you do. We have one more exciting announcement to make. As of today, we're official. We have an operational website. Uh, we are we are thrilled that it's finally up and running. Um, and, uh, before I say anything further about it, I want to thank our good Christian brother, Lucas Doremus. Thank you, Lucas, for all of the work that you did uh, to get this website up and running. We, we deeply appreciate what you've done. And... Uh, we want to give you the website address. Uh, I'm going to give you the full URL, so get ready to copy this down really quick. It's going to be www.thechristiannewsnet.org. 
.org .godaddysites.com One more time, the underground uh, Christian Underground News Network uh, or excuse me, the Christian Underground News Net.org GoDaddySites.com. If you type all that in, you're going to go directly to the Christian Underground News Network website. Uh, we will have some features on there uh, up and coming. We'll have a blog uh, and uh, some other great informational stuff. So be sure and visit us. Let us know what you think of it. Um, we were, we're going to develop an email. Uh, specifically for the website where you'll be able to contact us with questions and comments. We look forward to that. And um, without further ado, um, I'm going to let Pastor Chamberlain get to the really exciting stuff, which is in the Word of God in Ephesians. Pastor Chamberlain, it's all yours. Thank you, Curtis. Um, before I begin, uh, I want you to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. We'll make some introductory remarks, and then we'll begin our commentary with verse 21. Now, for most for most uh, purveyors of the Word of God, uh, they would approach this, uh, this section of Ephesians with fear and trepidation. What's trepidation? Uh, I don't know, but it's a... <laughs> All right, I'll look that up for everybody, and All right. we'll let you know at the end of the episode. Maybe. Yeah, so most of you are smart enough to understand it. So, in other words, in other words, but I'm not. In other words, well, with, with, with hands shaking and and knees knocking, oh, and that stuff. Oh, Belshazzar, yeah, type that stuff. stuff. Okay. okay, so, but we're going to do it uh, without without fear. First of all, because we're in. Um, we're in a house that has the doors locked. <laughs> Secondly, because it's from the Word of God, and we have to do this. And let me again tell you the purpose of this podcast is to educate, edify, and encourage believers, and to evangelize those who are not believers. We get no money for this. None. None. Whatsoever. That's right. So, um, that's but, not but, what it's about. That's not what it's about. No, we don't do this for fame or fortune. I'm I'm too old to get either one of those. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, here we go. We're going to go with Ephesians uh, chapter 5. And here's a few introductory remarks. Uh, my co-host, nah, I'm the co-host, uh, Curtis has... Uh, gone to uh, a website uh, that that gives you a Barna poll, and some of you are familiar with it, some of you are not. Now we're going to be dealing with the Christian family. Uh, the Barna Group does polls specifically uh, surrounding or uh, regarding the Christian community. That's correct. The evangelical community. That's correct. Yeah. And so uh, I want you to to know that. But here's. Here's some interesting statistics uh, and some scary ones, just to be honest with you. Yeah. But this book of Ephesians, chapter 5 and the whole book, was written to believers to tell believers what to believe and how to behave. It's doctrine and deportment. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so, and so we're in the section about uh, where how believers are to behave. And we've come to this section, uh, which I call the family. My wife has written in her Bible, and she takes and she takes more notes than anybody I know of, <laughs> and most of them are from my teaching. But uh, it's it's about husbands and wives, but it's more about the family in total. So, um, and and I, I and this is a disclaimer. I'm going to tell you that there we might make some people angry, and I don't want to do that. Uh, that's not the intention. That's not our intention. Our intention is just to to um, to teach the word the way it was written and in context with what it means and how we're to deport how we're to deport ourselves uh, in the Christian faith. It was written to believers. Right. Okay. So this Barna poll. Uh, states that uh, 84% of Christians are married or get married, 84%. And so we're going to have a big audience, Curtis, if if that's the the case, and I have no reason to doubt it. The thing that bothers me is the percentage of divorces that occur within the Christian family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the baby boomers, the divorce rate among believers now, it's 38%. More than one third of the marriages don't last but end in divorce. That's scary. That's. You know, that's the same amount of, that's the same percentage of non-Christians who get divorces. It is exactly and, the same, according yeah. to that Barna 20, 2018 poll. Yeah. So that's baby boomers, 38%. Uh, uh, among Christians um, uh, of all ages, the divorce rate is somewhere in the neighborhood of 33%. Now, why is that the case? It's relatively high. That's a third or above in almost every category, yeah. The problem is that it begins before one gets married. We don't believe the Bible. We don't look at the Bible. We don't see what the Bible says about marriage or getting married. Before we get married, yeah. Before we get married. So I want to take you to some scriptures before we uh, read Ephesians 5.21. In 2 Corinthians... Chapter 614, uh, the Apostle Paul uh, writes this, and it's and it's it. Um, 614, it says this. Um, am I in 2 Corinthians 614? I am. It says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So right off the bat, the thing for single Christians to do is find a Christian mate. Because if a Christian is married to an unchristian, it's an unequal yoke. You're stuck together. It says this, um, for, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? 
And what communion hath light with darkness? And those are rhetorical questions, and the answer is none. Nothing in common. So, folks, marry in the faith. Now, what I'm going to teach you in Ephesians 5 is how you're to behave as married people in the faith. Give me here's a couple of other extra things. Curtis has done a good job of helping me research this. Uh, the book of Amos, chapter three, verse three, says this. What does it say? Can two walk together except they be agreed? Again, the rhetorical question. And Paul answers it. No. No. In First Corinthians chapter ten, verse twenty. By the way, this 1 Corinthians was written to a rather carnal church. <laughs> rather. Rather. 1 <laughs> Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20 says, But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. Good grief. To start off with, if you're unmarried, Marry in the faith. If you're married, stay married. Yeah. God's not too happy with divorce. Nope. All right, let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, we'll pick up with, uh, um, with some of the verses that, that lead up to uh, uh, chapter 5, verse 22. It says this, that we're to be speaking to, verse 19 says, you're to be speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Sounds like you're to be happy, doesn't it? Then it says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When I pray, I always go to the throne of grace boldly through my mediator between me and God, and that's Jesus Christ. I always pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And then it says in verse 21, submitting yourselves. Oops. Submitting? Well, there's that word again. Yeah. I took two years of Latin in high school, or maybe the two years of Latin took me. I'm not sure sometimes. But I, I, I know what the word submit comes from the Latin. The, the word, the, the first part of that word sub means under. It means to under. And, and mit comes from the a Latin verb, which means to send or to transmit. And so we're to transmit under. Submitting yourselves. A man ought not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. In other words, we're to send under, under. And by the way, that sending under is what you do with the foundation before you build the house. And we're talking about the household of Jesus Christ. So we're talking about a foundational thing. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Submitting one to another. In the fear of God? In the fear of God. Meaning what? Meaning I'm not to prefer myself over anybody else. I am to prefer how God wants it to be. Okay. All right. So it says this. Now, ladies, do not turn us off. 
because uh, I I do not want to demean you. We're not attacking. We're not. There's not an attack not here. It's simply a, a a command from God in His Word by the Apostle Paul, um, and it says this: Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Let me stop there for a minute. Paul is not saying that you're to be a slave nope. and that your husband is to be the slave master. It doesn't mean you're a doormat. You're not a doormat. You're not a lackey. Nope. By the way, if you're married correctly to the right kind of a guy, this is, this is certain. Yeah. You don't have to be. That's right. But to, to make the family work, you're first mentioned in this family order. Mm-hmm. It says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Then it says, for the husband, and here's the reason you do that. For the husband is the head of the wife. Now, like it, not like it, I can't help it. I'm a married man. I have a Christian wife sitting right to the right uh, hand of me. We're sitting at the dining room table in my home in, in the central Illinois. And and she's a really, really good wife. She's the best there is. And she submits herself to me. I'll ask her, I said, what would you like for me to go get you, get you to eat? First thing she says, well, what do you think you'd like? Yeah. That's submitting. It sounds simple, and it is. It says uh, uh, the husband's the head of his wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Well, it means the husband's supposed to be Christ-like, right? That's exactly That's what, that what it is. Yeah. And it says, and he, that is Christ and the husband, is the Savior of the body. Now, when my wife and I were dating, and it was time for me to ask her to, be, to, to marry me, I'll tell you something. I was kind of sure she'd say yes, but I wasn't sure. So I told her how I was going to be. Now, I haven't always been the best of this, but this is what I told her. I said, I want to be your protector and your provider. Well, she must have liked that because she, <laughs> her response was rather immediately, you know. So, and so we've been husband and wife ever since, and it works. It says there, and in verse 24, it says, Therefore, and because of all this, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Wow. In what? In everything. Oh, no. <laughs> Not everything. Now, I know some wives out there say, well, you don't know my husband. And... I've known lots of people that were your husband. Trust me on this because I've been one. I've worked in the workplace. I've pastored churches. I've been on the staff at other churches. I have coached uh, young men in basketball and soccer on soccer teams. Uh, and I've worked in the workplace years and years and years in several, uh, several different uh, places. So if you think this is tough, This stuff about the husband 
is going to be tougher. Oh, what? So if your husband isn't listening, make sure he hears this, will you? Wait a minute. You, you trying to tell us that it's going to be tougher, that the, the, the husband has more responsibility in this area? Yes, I Yes, I am. Oh, now, some, no. no. <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah. Well, one of the reasons is because of the divorce rate is this. Oh. Is because we don't believe the word of God. Christians oh. don't believe and practice and love the word of God. And, and by the way, speaking of that word love, let's look at this husbands. In verse 25, it says, husbands, love your wives. That's what it says. By the way, it's a different word used for loving other people. Right. Love your wives. That's the deepest, mm -hmm. that's the deepest definition of love. Oh, well, how in the world did Christ love us? Love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Uh-oh. Do you know, by the way, uh, let me remind you, this is written to believers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah we, we've got to get it right. What does Jesus do for me? <laughs> he became sin for us yeah. that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Yeah. yeah. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son who in turn gave himself for us. Well, that's the ultimate in sacrifice. I mean, the ultimate sacrifice. And we're supposed to be like that inside a marriage? Yep. Yep. As husbands? Yep. And here's the reason. Oh. Here's how Jesus But what if my us. ego doesn't let me do that? <laughs> then you get rid of your ego. Oh, that, that, yeah. I already said it. Man not to think of himself more highly than sure ought to think. Yes, you? sir. Yes, sir. And... And uh, while my wife hasn't said amen, she's doing it silently. Oh, over there. <laughs> I've heard a chuckle or two. Yeah, there. Okay. I, I'm taking that as an amen. <laughs> yeah, okay. And it says, love your wife. And it says that he, that is, the husband, might and Christ, by the way, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Husbands? Get your mind, get your person in the word of God. Study it, practice it, use it especially in this marriage. Because if you want a submissive wife, you've got to be a sanctifying husband. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, what does it mean to sanctify? Purify. That's what it means. To set apart. And so, and so that he and it says that he might sanctify and cleanse it. What is that? The church with the washing of the water by the word. That, and there's another that, he might have presented to himself a glorious church. And so Jesus gave himself for us. And, and he sanctified and purified us and washed us by the word of God that he might present it to himself a glorious church. And we just read in the previous verses 
that the wife is a picture of the church, the body of Christ. And it says that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. Wives, this is the husband who does this that you can submit to, and you will be happy. Boy, and you were worried about the women turning us off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, probably 70% of our audience on these podcasts are women. Yeah. According to the, yeah. According to the analytics. Yeah. Yeah. So, sounds like we're jumping off a cliff, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, but, yeah. but we're just teaching the word of God. Well, you were worried about the women turning us off. And boy, yeah. you, you just told the guys. Oh, wait a minute. It's much harder for you, bozo. <laughs> That's right. And, and it, it, it even gets uh, more intense. What? Because in verse 26, it says, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. <laughs> Why is that? Because when we tie the knot, when we get married, the Bible says we become one flesh. When she hurts, I hurt. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. So if you're not in love with your wife, you don't like yourself very well. And I don't blame you. You shouldn't. Well, you don't understand. She won't submit to me. Well, wait a minute. Are you sanctifying and cleansing her by the, uh, by the washing of water by the word? Maybe you better get started with that. Maybe things will change. I'll guarantee you they will. Well, the Bible guarantees you they will. It says, um, uh, um, it says this, for no man, verse 29, ever yet hated his own flesh. That's what we are. Um, we're, we're, we've been, I've been, I've been accused of having an ego by, not by my wife, but I do. <laughs> it says here, no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. So we've got to be a type of Christ in the way we behave towards our wives. Hell, you don't know my wife. Well, Yes, I do. I've seen, uh, you know, pictures of, of wives that are not very godly. That's why they're told to submit to you. Once, once they do, you know, it'll work. It says this, uh, for we are members of his body. That's Christ. We believers are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. We are members of the body of Jesus Christ the moment we get saved. So we've got to get things right. And so Paul is just writing, here's how to do it. And then he says this in verse 31, for this cause, what cause? Because we're members of the same body with our wives, husbands. 
Get it right. For this cause shall a man, uh oh, leave his father and mother and be joined unto his wife. The moment you get married, the relationship between, between son and mother and father changes. Now, we're going to take a break in just a moment, but I want to get this one verse in. It says, For this cause shall a man leave his father, and mother shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. And then Paul says, This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ. Nevertheless, And the church. Yep. Nevertheless, yet every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself. And then it closes with this. And the wife, see that she reverence her husband. And husband, if you're the right kind of husband, you won't have to worry about this. I think we'll close this section mm -hmm. and uh, we'll pick it up with uh, chapter six when we're talking about how children are supposed to behave, oh boy. how servants on the job are supposed to behave, how the masters on the job are supposed to behave. Oh, boy. Well, we're, we're, we're not leaving anybody out, I guess. That's right. All right. Be sure and tune in for the next half hour after this brief break. We'll talk to you in just a few.